Guru Nation, welcome to episode 475 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I interview Larie Powell from Blue CSO. She's actually the co-founder. And uh, it's always refreshing to talk to an entrepreneur, fellow entrepreneur in the space, what problems she's seeing, how she's tackling these problems, and most importantly, what her pathway was to get to where she is today. She started out in academia as a clinical research coordinator at Duke, quickly discovered that that's not what most coordinators do in the real world at private research sites, in non-academia sites. And soon enough, she saw that that's a disconnect for and an opportunity. And then Blue CSO was developed. So a really good interview, I think, for a lot of different people. Uh, check it out. I have links to Larie's LinkedIn profile in the show notes. Also in the show notes, I got my Patreon channel, five bucks a month. All right, we got monthly masterminds. We're really motivating people, changing people's lives, pushing them forward in their careers and in their business objectives. Check it out. It'll be the best five bucks you've ever spent. Um, It's my job to earn that five bucks from you guys with these monthly masterminds. And on top of that, weekly videos on how to improve your objectives. Also, if you need more studies, okay, text me 949-415-6256. I have a monthly uh, client service where we charge on a month-to-month basis, subscription fee, get you studies, negotiate budgets, do source, all that good stuff. 949-415-6256. Also in the show notes, we have links to the CRA and CRC academies. Both of them are growing like crazy, uh, which is about what I would expect for 2021. This is going to be a crazy year for our industry. With all that being said, enjoy this episode with Larry and reach out to me with any questions. I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Hello, Guru Nation. Welcome back to another episode of Random Musings from the Clango Trials Guru. Larry Powell from Blue CSO is on. We're going to get into what she is. She's a co-founder of Blue CSO, but we're going to talk about her career project manager, study coordinator. She's got really good. Lately, Larry, I've been on this business like kick where I've just been interviewing entrepreneurs, side owners, consultants, you know, different organizations. Um, it's interesting how the themes, you know, sometimes some weeks it's all like CRAs, but you're a fellow entrepreneur. Um, it was a really interesting message you sent me on LinkedIn that, you know, my response was like, wow, you know, (laughs) uh, you guys are obviously doing, so you obviously know what you're doing with the blue CSO. And before we get into blue CSO, first of all, thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's, it's amazing. I I told my family, I'm like, he's like the God of research. (laughs) That's uh that's silly. That's silly, Larry. But let's get into your career, okay? Because uh, you have a very, I think uh, it's a typical story, but also you've kind of went off the, uh, the well-traveled path and created your own as well. So a lot of people out there are, you know, probably where you were maybe 10 years ago, five years mm-hmm. ago. So where did you get started in this I industry? I started at Duke University, um, a small research position uh, with a cord blood unit. Um, what's crazy 
crazy. And I always tell people who start off in like academic institutions, our titles are not necessarily what the titles are in the real research world. Um, because the things I learned at Duke, I was not prepared for when I hit an actual research site being a coordinator. Um, huh. So that is my first tidbit. That's a very good uh, uh, statement you just said. I think that we can unpack that because I had this conversation on my live stream yesterday. Somebody was actually asking, hey, I'm going to get started in research. Do you recommend academia or do you recommend a private site? And, you know, I lean towards private site, but what was it for you? Like, what's the difference between academic um, medical center? It's a huge difference. Um, one, they give you titles and uh, granted, Duke taught me so many things. I'm very grateful to have started my career off there, but they give you a title. They give like CRC titles, they give CRA titles. Um, but when you get in the actual industry at a site or trying to be in a CRO, you realize I wasn't a CRC or a CRA. <laughs> this is not the same job description. Um, and not at all to say it, it sets you up for failure, but I think the biggest reason I started my company um, is because I've been the coordinator that had no idea what she was doing um, and no support, you know, didn't know what important documents are. Meanwhile, I had four to five years of experience at an academic institution. Mm -hmm. um, so very important that you just, you know, if you're leaving an academic institution that you really hone in on what your roles are, um, ask tons of questions and be prepared that you will not know everything at a site level. Uh, <laughs> for instance, I had no clue what a 1572 was. You had no clue. You worked at no. Duke, the most prestigious, one of the most prestigious medical Absolutely. centers in the world and you didn't know what a 1572 was. I didn't know was. what a 1572 was. How is this um, possible? And the, and the biggest thing is because the research directors who I never met, never knew, they were the ones handling 1572s. So they might give out the title to the coordinator who might be dealing <laughs> with patients and things like that, but depending upon which unit you're on and what you're doing, you're not touching any of those regulatory documents, not a delegation law, <laughs> any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so warning. I, I had to learn it the hard way, um, you know, and apologize to any site that I worked at that I didn't know what a 1572 was. That's so hard. To, yeah. I mean, I'm glad I monitor one academic medical center right now. Mm -hmm. It's a very well-known one in California. And I kind of get that impression, but I, I was just making an assumption of basically what, what you just confirmed. So... Yeah. It Another is. thing I noticed with AMCs is like, it's always somebody else's responsibility. Like when I'm a CRA, I go ask them, hey, did you do this? No, that's not my job. Okay, I go ask that person. No, that's not my job. So at a private site, it's just one person. It's a coordinator. You know, right. you have this, they do they everything. Do everything. Mm -hmm. So and you really think about it, Dan, when you have a coordinator such as myself who was at an academic institution and everybody was doing everything. My, my job duties were actually very small. At that point in time, it felt overwhelming, but then you get into a coordinator position where, you know, emails flying all day, patients, and you're like, oh, wait, I wasn't ready. Um, and a lot of times, you know, coordinators really aren't ready. Yeah. Um, like I said, I remember watching you and I think even texting you years ago at like 12 o'clock at night wow. because I had a monitor coming and I had no clue what this particular document was. Did I um, reply? 
you did reply and you replied at 12 o'clock and I have called you the research (laughs) guy ever since. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Now I like, I used to take phone calls in the early days, but now it's just text, like text. I can get back to you phone call. It's going to take a while. Right. But text, let's do it. You know, we can do it at our own time, be convenient for everybody. So, okay. So you came from Duke and I, you know what the ironic thing is about your story so far, Duke to private industry, people at the private sites probably see your resume and they say, okay, Duke CRC or CRA, whatever it was. Okay. Wow. This person, you know, we got to bring her on. And then the person you bring on doesn't even know what's 1572 absolutely and that happened to me (laughs) Um, so was that an aha moment for you because you're an entrepreneur did you see a disconnect right there and think that was that was the first disconnect um you know you you have your interview I think people look at your resume and they say okay you know she's from Duke she's this she has this you know you don't even really have a good interview that really asks (laughs) like what you know about research right um and then you kind of get thrown in I mean it it definitely was an aha moment on site. You know, it's like, wow. oh, wow, I don't know exactly. What a disconnect. I mean, I'm thinking yeah. myself, like if I'm a site owner right now, you you were in Raleigh, right? RTP. Like that's like the heart of this whole industry. Uh, and I'm a site owner there and I see your resume and I really need a coordinator. I'm not even going to be asking you tough questions in the interview because I want you like I want you there because your CV is like so good. Exactly. I'm not even going to ask you, like, I wouldn't dare to ask you, do you know what's a 1572? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that was, that became a problem until huh. you really learn. I mean, that first job. And I mean, even later in down the years when you're learning, you're like, oh, wow, you know, it still was a learning curve. Um, so for site owners, I always say, you know, ask, <laughs> mm-hmm. ask those important questions, ask what a 1572 is. Um, you know, just those little documents so you know that people actually know what they're what they're doing because CVs don't necessarily line up. Um, and again, when we'll talk later about Blue, that's kind of how Blue got developed too because, you know, as I grew in my career and then I started to manage sites and do things like that, I realized there were so many coordinators that had no clue what, were, what was going <laughs> on, um, which yeah. was so sad for me because, you know, it it decreases your patient safety. Um, it's just so many things that they can affect not knowing a coordinator, not knowing her position. So after Duke, you went to, um, you went to different private sites, uh, yeah. as mm-hmm. coordinator, they, they as hired you as coordinator. manager. I, I've touched everything. I did a contract CRA for a role for a little while. And we'll talk about that too. Coming from an academic institution, the CROs don't play. <laughs> um, it was a little bit harder to try to get in as like a, a entry level CRA. So you tried to go that route. You tried to go coordinator from Duke, coordinator private site, site director. Now let me go CRA. I did. I did. And did you do um, it? Did you end up getting the CRA jobs? Only contract CRA jobs. Never landed a big job with a CRO. Never landed one. Um, and I don't know why I've talked to recruiters. Uh, most recruiters kind of spoke of it was Duke. It was too different. It was Duke for that many years. Uh-huh. Um, so the small college- mom and pop businesses like me are so impressed with Duke, but the big ones, they almost run Duke. the other way. They, that's right. And other <laughs> CRA colleagues that I have, um, you know, they're like, okay, well, we're going to get you on here. I mean, at a certain point I gave up. 
um, and realized that the knowledge that I gained for myself was worth a little bit more for me um, than going to, you know, a bigger institution. But they wow. said the same thing, like when people come from academic, it's a struggle. So, you know, don't give up. Yeah. It's not that it's not possible, but it can be a struggle sometimes. Yeah, I always recommend people like nothing against AMCs. If you're happy there, that's all that matters. Like stay there. But if you're ambitious in your career, you better get out of that kind of environment because like you said, you know, the big companies, you're going to be untouchable pretty soon and not in a good way. Absolutely. So Palusia, so when did you, what idea, like when did you get this idea and then when did you come up with it? So Blue CSO started in 2018. Um, very, very small, was more so just a consulting firm. Um, partnered with a couple doctors that I was working with at the time. Um, when we start to see one, I realized, okay, the CRCs aren't knowing what they're doing. <laughs> um, and then two, we start to see, you know, the demand of the CRA. They've got how many sites? how much monitoring they're doing, they really can't hone in and really support us in the way we need to be supported. Um, it just so happened that the site I was at was struggling. Um, there was a lot of staff turnover, some other issues going on, and they were facing to get a 483B. Um, and that's when we kind of pulled together. and was like, okay, so what would help, you know, and what would help other sites? Um, he had several PI friends um, that I got to know over the years and we just honed in and said, hey, this is what we need. So we created a site support service um, organization. We formulated a tablet, I mean, an app to go on a tablet that they can easily upload their data entry. We have data people go to the staff, the site. Really? So wow. Yes, it's a lot. Um, we handle all our regulatory, all the regulatory submissions quality assurance. I mean, the list of things just goes on. And the best part about Blue is that we're able to do it at a low cost to our sites. Um, yeah. So we really are. We're not anyway managing these sites. We are just supporting them. Uh, you know, they go in, they add what tasks that they need. They have a designated team for each site. Uh, it, it seemed to have really helped. And now I will say it was slow for the first year and a half. Um, but around 2019, business start picking up and then COVID happened and everybody had to go remote and boom. <laughs> that app uh, paid also, off, right? We're like, okay, well, let's, let's slow down a little bit because we definitely don't want quality to, you know, uh, at all be compromised just because of growth. But I think now we have restructured um, and doing more interviews and getting a bit bigger team together that we can grow some more. So we're definitely ready for other sites. Um, wow. And okay. even more so another entity of it, uh, we have <clears throat> now looking for other sites that, you know, want to expand and grow and hopefully Blue can actually help them expand and grow in the near future. Interesting. So Blue, so basically you bring your staff to their site or and, uh, to work with their staff. Yes. And then you integrate technology into it. So basically you created like essentially your own, is it e-source or? Uh... Uh, no. So we have, a, we have a, a way that they can download their source. Um, so we typically do provide source or we outsource to provide source to our staff um, and they're able to upload it into our system. 
At that point uh, in time, okay. my system to actually go in and enter the data. The sponsors That's love you during COVID because all the so sources there already. They love it. And we also, in that app, we have able to give sponsors a way to do remote source data verification. So sponsors absolutely love us. Um, but we want to make it very, very clear that we do not work for the sponsor. We are working to support the sites. The Site support are services. <laughs> There's not many companies like ours. And we were just talking off air about how, you know, my site support services is really focused on biz dev. Yep. But we get into a little bit of like consulting, like, well, you know, we can help you with your budget. We can help mm -hmm. you with creating source. But you guys are on the operations side, right? Like right. everything, all the nitty gritty when it comes so to I regulatory think, submissions. I think you and I are that. the perfect package to put together. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I think so too. So what's the strategy now for Blue um, CSO? You were saying uh, beyond just a subscription model, um, you're going to be doing, uh, you want to partner? Yeah. Like we actually partner with sites? We are, we want to expand sites. Um, so in the outside of, you know, of course, if there's site support services that you need, um, we definitely would take care of that. Um, but we also want to partner with sites and for them looking to expand and grow their sites. If we're looking for PIs to start sites, you know, anybody, even if you're research naive, um, we want to shoot for the stars and we really want to be that support. We love research naive. You know, team up with businesses and entrepreneurs like yourself. Um, and really help these sites out. Now, your sites, your clients, are they around North Carolina or are they all over the country? Nationwide. Nationwide, okay. So We're you've got the, uh, the the way to upload the source. I mean, that's genius, like to streamline that for your sites. And you didn't see COVID coming, but uh, it came at the right time. Yeah, it, uh, it did. It came <laughs> at the perfect time. Even wow. though I look crazy because I'm suffering with it right now. Yeah, um, I didn't want to mention it. I'll leave it up to you to bring it up. But yeah, yeah. I also just got over it too. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it, it definitely streamlines the things. And I think it even showed more so sites like the loopholes and where we could really help them out. Um, hmm. It's been a learning time, I will say, over the past couple months with COVID and blue. Yeah. Um, but now we're back strong and we're ready to get some people rolling. Well, see, there's a power in the um, research naive, you know, prior to, I would say, 2019 is when the industry started picking up again, like really booming. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, research naive becomes valuable because if you're a research naive physician, chances are your patients are research naive. Yeah. And these sponsors, they love nothing better than research naive <laughs> patients. Absolutely. <laughs> right. So uh, it's just it's uh, research naive is uh, used to be looked at as something that's uh, a liability. I think it's mm -hmm. an asset. And I think companies mm -hmm. like ours, I mean, you can even start talking about now minority participation in clinical research. Right. right. And how do we get more minorities? Well, the way I think you get more minorities, African-American, Hispanic, American, Asian-Americans, is you get more of those physicians who treat those patients to do research, get Absolutely. them excited about research. Absolutely. That's right. The blue, um, blue CSO, that's a good, interesting uh, uh, business model you guys have. It is. It's, it's, it's unique. Um, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, is it SMO? No, <laughs> we're not at SMO. We're not. Um, you know, it's a unique model. I'm sure plenty of people can do it. I think we definitely, the fact that we have integrated the technology aspect of it, um, does set up us apart. 
from the rest. Um, Whose yeah, idea was that? Was that like out of necessity? Is like the only way you, know you guys what? can do this? The actual idea was it? I will tell you. It was my husband's idea, who was research naive totally. <laughs> see, see, there's value there. It, it is, you know, he is a techie person. And, you know, while, while we're thinking, okay, what else is it that we could do? What is it? And he's like, oh, well, let me think of this. And, da -da -da -da, and here we go. And it was, <laughs> you know, I, I, can't, I can't thank him enough for it. Uh, it was a really good, really good call. And uh, now with eSource becoming more prevalent, there's different tools now. You know, the mm -hmm. industry is trying to head in this way. But we're still far away from that. We we needed to be like at 90% remote documents, and we're probably at like at 5% remote. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we definitely are. Um, and uh, we are trying to stream like that. So anybody who does, of course, any of our sites, um, you know, we are – totally making them electronic. Um, that's part of it. Of course, it's a little bit longer of a phase, it's cleanup and things like that. But after six months of being a part of Blue, the goal is that you can be totally electronic and on paper. Um, so we really work hard to get our sites to that. What does your typical client look like? Like your ideal client? Are you talking just to the physicians primarily? Like, hey, doctor, you know, you have you considered research, that type of thing? Or are you going well, right at like now, sites? Current, it's it's a mix. Um, you know, we have research naive physicians that had just started research practices. Um, we have larger networks who just needed help. You know, they were kind of drowning. It really just depends. Um, of course, when we're looking for more development, we're looking for new physicians that want to open practices and grow. Um, but we also anybody who needs help. So I'll plug my business. You know, if you want to hire a research assistant. Don't hire in-house research assistant. Hire us. We, we do way more. <laughs> wow. Okay. So like what kind of thing? Let's say I'm a site. Let's pretend like this is uh, 10 years ago and I'm a new site. You know, okay, uh, Larry, like what do we do? What do we do? Um, uh, how do we work with you? And like, what's the benefit? Um, so for instance, you're a new site. Let's say you have one coordinator. Um, unfortunately, I've worked at sites that have one coordinator in like 20 studies. Okay, which was always a disaster about the start. If you got 20 active studies, yeah, um, they are looking to hire a research assistant just for support for her. Yeah, um, granted, they're usually looking for a research assistant because it's within their budget. Actually, Blue offers its service within that budget. Um, Blue is about comparable to a research assistant salary. Okay, so you would hire Blue. We come out. You have a coordinator that comes to your office once a week, and two research assistants that come on other days. Oh, so and you send these people? We do. Yep, and so okay. they're Blue employees. Although they're on your DOAs, they're trained for your staff. I mean, for your site, they're, yep. they're knowledgeable on your SOPs, but they are Blue employees. <clears throat> um, at that point in time, the research assistants are really there just for a helping hand. Um, the coordinator handles all your regulatory documents, does your quality, um, really anything that you need. The only thing that we weren't a couple months ago, well, we weren't, we weren't clinical. We didn't deal with patients and all that stuff. Um, but actually, we've added in a new factor to be able to actually put medically trained staff there. Like draw blood, EKG, that kind yeah, of stuff. Draw bloods, do EKGs. Um, we have an initiative with a bunch of foreign trained medical doctors um to actually be able to carry out and they're able to get their hours that they need through us wow 
So for the price of what I would pay for a one full-time research assistant, I get all that for me. Yeah, all of that. That's amazing. No percentage of my budget or anything. Yeah. This is good. This uh, reminds me of what we do. Uh, So I actually would have probably signed up for this back in the day because I created my business because I wanted this back in the day on the biz dev side, but you're on the operations side. Right. And I mean, and that Dan, I'm just, that's why we, we have to partner because literally what we, you know, what our strong point isn't, um, you know, you are. Yeah. Um, And of course we would fill out feasibility and a lot of stuff, but the context and the industry that takes a whole nother gambit of things. Um, you know, (laughs) need biz dev people like i'm removed from it now too it used to be me yeah. doing, uh interesting i, I want no part of that honestly <laughs> interesting stuff and then are you are they on a like a month to month or you they have to sign up they or do you have to sign a contract okay um so we start off with a six-month contract for all our companies um and we do let you know if it's not working for us let's say it's just a site that struggles with non-compliance or let's say that we're on site and kind of see some things that we don't like, or we feel like it's not being done appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, we are at will to say, Hey, we can't support you at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, we have had to do it before, not often, but I mean, sometimes, and people <laughs> know in research, some of our sites can be a little questionable. <laughs> We've had to fire some clients, nothing wrong yeah. with that every now and then. Yeah. I mean. um, but yeah, they sign a six month contract. After that, we, we go for it from there. Um, but so far nobody, you know, nobody wants to leave after six months. Hmm. Do you ever get into like, I guess they wouldn't, there wouldn't be any incentive for the site to try to steal your staff. Right. Uh, I'm sure they have to sign the contract, but if they're paying like so little, what? No incentive because they will be paying the staff on it most of the yeah. time more. Um, you know, you have to hire a research manager yeah. to be really comparable to our service. Yeah. Yeah. So we have it, even though there is contracts, we have, you know, we can't solicit any of your employees to work for us. Neither can mm. you do the same. Um, but, you know, people still try things. <laughs> of course. We, I'm know. a business person. So I'm immediately thinking about that kind of stuff. I had early on, we had a client who didn't want to pay us and then went to our biz dev person and yes. uh, offered, you know, they offered to pay her and mm-hmm. the lady's honest, let us know about it. But I mean, yeah. it could happen. You know, people do it and, and those kind of things, you just have to take your hits. Uh, you know, I was talking with my husband earlier. I'm a super fair person, everybody I partner with. Um, and we really do think about everybody. We, you know, we want everybody to grow. That is the point. Um, but, you know, people are going to do shady stuff and that's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now I see the bigger uh, strategy for Blue yes. CSO, you know, getting into the site ownership as well is important so now you're going to be able to offer a pharma company or a biotech you know full range of services hey we can do this for your sites for your virtual trials that's another thing we haven't talked about you guys are well positioned for that yeah, or just the sites you own yourself like you have influence over those sites now too absolutely interesting okay and when did you start blue cso 2018 Oh, this is new blue and it you guys new. have been super successful in just two years super successful as i said started off slow um you know 2019 i was like okay okay this is going good and then 2020 <laughs> it said whoa <laughs> yeah we gotta hire more people <laughs> and now 21 is gonna be more whoa yes 21 i mean the pipeline is great and you know when i reached out to you uh 
you know, with the things that we could do and the potential, mm -hmm. I, I knew you were the person to reach out to. Well, thank you. Yeah, your message really uh, uh, resonated with me. I was like, okay, this person's serious, but let's hope that, uh, you know, they know what they're doing. But I'm glad we did the interview. I figure out you do know what you're doing. So okay. that's a good thing. Um, all right. Well, I appreciate it, Larie. Um, anything else? I'm going to put your LinkedIn underneath. Okay, so okay, everybody sure. who wants to reach out, if you're listening on the podcast, uh, it's in the show notes. Okay, connect with Larie. Um, and if you're on YouTube, all you got to do is just click, okay, add her. And then make sure you come back and subscribe and like and hit the bell. You know what I noticed, Larie, with these analytics? Three yeah. out of four people watching this video are not subscribers. Like, we got to change that. Oh, yeah. You know, we yeah, got to yeah. have all you guys subscribe. So, Hit subscribe, comment, like, bell button, and then connect with Larie as well. And uh, if you're interested in her services, reach out to her. It seems really good. Like, I would have probably done this. Instead of going through all these resumes with people back in the day, you know, I would have just uh, approached Larie about it. And that would have been amazing back yeah. then. Saved you some steps, right? Thank Saved you so much for having yeah. me. And thanks for wearing that Charlotte hoodie. Uh, shout out to my little brother, assistant men's basketball coach at a UNC Charlotte. And you're a Charlotte. Uh, well, you're in the Charlotte Metro. I'm area. in the Charlotte Metro. Yes, that's right. Thank you very much, Larry. Everybody. Thank you guys for watching and listening. And we'll catch you all later. Right? Bye bye. And, and get better, Larry. Okay. Thanks, man.